All right, so today we are in part four of our Faith in Miracles series. And what we're going to be talking about today is giving God our best. We're going to find out how giving God our best is another one of those components that we've been talking about that helps us experience the unexplained, that helps us experience the miracles that God wants to do in our lives and in the lives of those around us. It helps us to live a life expecting miracles to happen, not hoping and wishing and praying and begging and pleading for them to happen, but a life of expectancy. And like for me, when I think about this, one of the greatest tragedies in life is when I do or when I go to a funeral where hardly anybody is there. It, 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 just, it just hurts me because, because of two things. Why wasn't anybody there? You know, like I understand when people get way up in age and maybe there's not, you know, there's, there's that whole fact that, you know, well, maybe... Maybe they outlasted most of their friends and family. But, but think about, you know, people that are in their prime that lose their lives. Like I recently did a, a funeral, and it was just a graveside. A little small, less than 20 people, just family, not even any friends. And I, and I you know, I, when I do a funeral, my whole goal is to honor that person. But I walk away like, what lives were impacted by this life while it was here on this earth? Where was the impact that that life made? And why wasn't anybody there to honor that person? And so, it, so to me, I, 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 it's just, it's, it's, it's tragic when I, when I think about that, that stuff. And, 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 and as a pastor, one of my passions and one of my goals is to help people succeed in life, but not just in life but to be the person they were created to be. You know, and, and this, this sermon that we're, we're going we're gonna to do today, we're, you're going to hear today, it's me. I live this sermon. I do my best to live this sermon out. And what I want to see is not only people succeed in life, but most importantly, be the best version of who God created them to be. And the Bible uses this analogy of life being a race. And we're all running this race that has been set before us. And this race is a marathon. You know, like, like what are we doing? There's a, there's a, there's a saying, there's, a, there's, a, there's a, uh, uh, an inspirational talk. Like, what are we doing with our dash? The date we were born and the date we die. What are we doing in that dash? Like, for me, it's... 1968 to not there yet. I'm in the dash. And I just told you how old I was. I'm in the dash. And, and it is impressed on my heart by God to be the best person that God has created me to be. And as a calling in life to help others be the best version of who God created them to be. And see this race that we're running it's not something that is supposed to tire us out and make us weary and zap us of our energy. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. And yes, life is going to get tiring. Life is going to get weary. Life is going to be full of struggles and complications and things we didn't want to have to face. But if we are giving God our best, 
and we are staying close to him, we won't grow weary. When we press into Jesus and trust him and follow his lead, we will successfully run the race set out before us and we will run it well. All the while experiencing miracles as our faith in Jesus builds. That's what life is supposed to be all about. So we're going to read a passage from 1 Corinthians, and it's in uh, chapter 9, verse 24. And this is the Apostle Paul speaking to the church in Corinth, and he says this. He's speaking to us, too. This is us. Don't you realize that any race everyone wins, but only one person gets the prize, so run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose in every step. I am not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. So here's the question. How serious are you about being the best, the best version of you that God created? How serious are you in that? Where is your commitment level when it comes to trusting Jesus? Verse 24. We'll just, we're going to break it down here. Don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize, so run to win. See, this race is the life that we were put here on this earth to live. Your life is a race. The life we're winning for Jesus. Once the moment you put your trust in Jesus, the, the, the gun went off and your race began. Prior to that, you were just going through life and apart from Jesus, it wouldn't have amounted to anything. You may have influenced some people along the way, but it wouldn't have been kingdom-minded. Like, for instance, I follow a lot of uh, those uh, motivational speakers, right? I'm, I'm kind of zeroed in on this one specific guy right now. But the reason that I go from one guy to the next to the next is because there's nothing concrete that I can base my eternal life on from what they say because they're not Christians. It's not that I can't glean every, anything from them, but they're not giving me the motivation that I need that comes from the kingdom of God. They're giving me motivation that will help me in my life, and then it's up to me to implement that and kind of work it into my kingdom living. But I was thinking about it. That's why I don't zero in. Like, I have some, some, some pastors and stuff, you know, the, the big guys on the national level that I'll follow, and I've been following for years. And then I was like, but these motivational speakers, I'll do one, you know, maybe a few months here, a few months there. And it dawned on me. I don't think it was the Lord. It was like, because there's, there's nothing kingdom-minded in what they're teaching. It's not that it's bad, but it's not kingdom. And, and also, you know, we should be living this life of ours with Jesus as if we are going to win. But here's the thing. That doesn't mean we are supposed to outdo everybody in the room. That doesn't mean that I'm supposed to be better than everybody else in the room and they should know it and I got to walk around like this. It's not what it means. 
It means that I need to do my best to share what God has given me with everybody around me. You see, if, if, if you are kingdom-minded, then your goal is to see other people become kingdom-minded too. That's running a race worthy and well. And so, so how deep are we willing to dig? And how hard are we willing to fight to be the person that God intends for us to be? See, we, we can't be that person if we are not willing to give up that which is destroying us. You don't destroy your life overnight. Sometimes you do, but mostly it's, it's gradual. And everybody around you saw it, and by the time you realize what happened, you go, I don't understand what happened. And everybody else was like, well, we did. We all tried to warn you. <laughs> you we, we, we need to understand that there are things that we allow into our lives that destroy us. So what are we willing to give up? What are we willing to stop? We need to go through life with the mindset of understanding that there are things out there that will keep us from winning. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 says this, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. The weight that slows us down is the everyday stuff. The coworker that drives us nuts, the, the job that we have that we just are kind of trudging through, the, the things that we just are allowing to kind of bog us down. And then the sin that so easily trips us up. What is it that you gravitate towards that you know you ought not be doing? We need to, to understand what it is that is keeping us from being the person God created us to be. Let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us so that we can be the best we can be for God. In order to be the best we can be for God, we have to be intentional about our life choices. For instance, I'm just going to name off a few. Maybe you should get a soda or a water instead of a beer or a mixed drink. Maybe you should not spend so much alone time with your boyfriend and girlfriend and allow those temptations to creep in there. Maybe you should go the extra mile and seek counseling instead of giving up on the marriage. Maybe you should stop visiting websites that contaminate the mind so that we can stay pure and clean. These are things that will destroy us. There's all of us, there's some of you who are like, oh, I'm glad he didn't say that one. And some of you are like, is he watching me? <laughs> I'm just, I just. <laughs> fill, in, fill in your blank, you know, like, like, oof, you know. If you said, I'm glad he didn't mention that, then you know what? Go home and work on that. Figure it out. What is it that will keep us from running our race, our race and running it well? Because just at, like an athlete must practice and work hard, so does a follower of Jesus. Yeah. 
inviting Jesus into your life doesn't mean your life is going to get better. As a matter of fact, it means it's going to get harder. It means there's more accountability there. It means that you have to be a better example. It means you have to rise above what everybody else around you is doing. It means you have to be in the world, but not of the world. You can't live like the world and represent Jesus at the same time. It doesn't work that way. That's contamination. And it is in this hard work and intentional living that we experience the unexplained, the miracles of God. It's possible, it's possible that you're wanting a miracle to happen and it isn't happening because something in your life is blocking it. Could be grudges, could be unforgiveness, it could be, it could be whatever, it could be sin, it could be something. It's just possible. And then sometimes God just says, I want to bless you. We don't understand why he does the things he does when he does them. But sometimes, if I'm not seeing an answer, I, I, first of all, I'm like, I want to look within. And then I ask God, is it, is it, am I focused on something else? What is it that you need me to look at, Jesus, in order for this answer to come? It often takes a disciplined lifestyle to find our identity in Christ and then to discover our true purpose for, for living in the kingdom of God. You know, think of your favorite professional athlete, okay? I'm going to name out some old schoolers. So I, I, wrestling was my sport, so Dan Gable. Anybody here of Dan Gable? All right, Dan Gable. All right, um, who else? Uh, so uh, Archie Griffin. Man, I remember when I was a kid and we went, there was a, a pizza place in Pickerington and Archie Griffin was there and we were getting autographs from him. And I was like, my name is Chip. And he didn't write Chip, he just wrote lots of luck. And I was like. <laughs> Elric, Kobe Bryant. Yes, sir. Kobe Bryant is his man. Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson. You know, listen, your favorite athlete did not get to where they were at without a disciplined lifestyle, without hard work, without denying themselves certain pleasures in life. We don't win this race in life on our own terms. We don't win this race in life making up our own rules. And there are no shortcuts. It takes hard work. And like verse 25 says, all athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. Now, I've been reading from the New Living Translation lately. That's what this is. New King James says we do it for, they do it for a crown that will fade away, and we do it for an incorruptible crown. If we have time at the end, I'm going to list. There's five crowns the Bible talks about that believers can get that, that are in different aspects of their lives. This is talking about the incorruptible crown. This is an eternal prize that we get. It's, called, it's otherwise known as a victor's crown. And this one here, the, the eternal prize here we're talking about, this incorruptible crown, is for those who are self-disciplined, uh, disciplined and self-control is in their life. They don't give in to these things. It's like, it's like, the, uh, it's like the beginner's crown that you can win. For Christians, we all should get one of these. And then, and then we throw them back at Jesus' feet. That's, ah, it's going to be good. But here's the thing. An athlete here in the natural, 
what the Apostle Paul was talking about, they win a prize that will fade away. And to put this in context, the Corinthians knew uh, the analogy that he was speaking about. They knew it very well because right outside the city of Corinth every year was kind of like an Olympics. And people would come from all over the place. They would train all year long to come and to compete in these sports. And then there was this pine grove nearby that they made these wreaths, these crowns with. And the winner would get one. And they would walk around with it for like a week or two before it faded away. That was it. They didn't have gold, silver, and bronze medals or big shiny trophies. They had a wreath. You worked hard and disciplined yourself to be the best that you can be in your sport so that you could walk around with a crown that was not going to be anything worth putting on your head in about two weeks. That was it. And that was the analogy that Paul was using. We do it for a crown that's incorruptible, a crown that doesn't fade away, a crown that will last for eternity. You see, something we've been talking about in this series is is that as a follower of Jesus, we have one foot in the natural and one foot in the supernatural world. In the vineyard, we call that being naturally supernatural. We understand that there is a spirit realm that, that becomes a part of our reality. And in that realm is both good and evil. But we have access to it because that's where the unexplained happens. That's where the miracles of God happen. And we live in the natural, but we're a part of the supernatural world. And we discipline our lives to win a prize that will last for eternity. That should motivate us. That that motivates me. It doesn't motivate me because I want to I want to win all the crowns. It motivates me. Well, I'll get into this later because I want to get a well done from Jesus. I want him to know that I ran this race with everything I had. That in my dash, he says, "You did good, son." I know he's going to say, maybe he'll keep it to himself, but you kind of messed up over here. <laughs> but you did good. See. We experience the miracles of God's Holy Spirit by a changed life that can only be explained by a supernatural work within us, by our desire to run our race well. I believe when we do our best and we run our race as good as we can, I believe Jesus, the angels, I believe they're up there cheering us on. And I think it kind of opens a door for blessings and, and miracles. Not just for us, but for people around us. Like, like when you're doing, when you're living a life like that, you get to see what God is doing in the lives of people around you. That person that, that works your last nerve at work, there's a reason you're beside them. There's a reason. God wants you to tap into that and help them experience what it is that you experience in him. And then this desire, and, and by doing so, when we live a life like this, we earn a crown that will last forever. It's a prize that we get. The Bible speaks of this. And then again, we throw these back at Jesus' feet. But none of this happens in our own willpower. 
None of this happens by our own willpower. I remember when I came out of a life of sin and God just cleaned me up and, 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 and removed a lot of this stuff from me. Somebody said, well, that's just because you've got strong, you're strong willpower. Well, if that was the case, then why did most of my adult life at the time was I in a heap of sin? Because I was giving in to everything the world had to offer. There was no willpower there. It took, it took the strength of Jesus within me to stop that. See what I'm saying? We don't do this in our own power. We, we, we follow Jesus where he's at. We move with where he's moving. It takes the power of God's Holy Spirit and the desire within us to be the best version of who God created us to be. And then this desire is what gives us the drive to stay focused and to run our race with purpose. There's a purpose in everything we do. If you're constantly looking where, where God is at and you're not weirding people out, you're naturally supernatural. You're not weirdly supernatural. Because we don't want weird. I don't like weird. Verse 26, so I run with purpose in every step. I am not just shadow boxing. Paul says, I'm not just beating at the air. I'm not just playing around. There is purpose with what I'm doing. I'm taking life seriously. There's a 21st century term. I'm not going through life playing air guitar thinking I'm somebody I'm not. I'm not pretending. I'm serious about this race that is set before me. Often, people do not take their life with Jesus seriously. They're not focused. They're not focused on what it is that God has for them. And they wonder why things just don't seem to work out. Because your commitment level. What are we spending our time doing that doesn't have any eternal value? I'm going to go there. How much time do we spend on this thing? Kim, Kim, is, Kim convicts me all the time. She's like, well, I've been kind of scrolling through my phone too much. I am going to dedicate more time to reading the Bible. I'm like, well, okay, I guess I will too. <laughs> but she recognizes it. She says, you know what? I'm going to, every so often, she says, you know what? I'm, I'm going to start reading. You know? And I, I admire that. She, she, she checks herself and says, I'm going to start reading the Bible more. You want to hear from God? Start reading the Bible. Get off the phone and open up a Bible app. Quit playing the games. Quit scrolling through social media. And you're all getting all aggravated anyways because nobody thinks like you do. <laughs> Come on, right? <laughs> start reading the Word. You want to know what? There is eternal value in serving God and serving people. You want to see the eternal value in your life? Start looking around you on where God is at. Join God in what he is doing in the lives around you by serving him and serving others, helping others, because this is what helps us fulfill our purpose in life, and it keeps us focused on kingdom-minded living. You know what? 
there is no greater satisfaction than helping somebody in their walk with Jesus, than introducing somebody to Jesus, than just saying, you know what, I kind of, hey, I don't know if this is going to help, but this is how God helped me in that situation. And you tell them. You know, you don't need to know all the scriptures and every single verse line by line. Your testimony and your story and the things God has done for you will have more weight than, than rapid-firing scripture at somebody. Because then they will start thinking. And they'll start watching you. And you'll be running your race well. And they're going to want what you have. That's Jesus. That's eternal, that's eternal-minded living. Staying focused and running the race set before us with purpose in every step is just another added component to experiencing the unexplained, experiencing miracles in our lives. See, because the race set before us is our God-given purpose. It's much deeper than a career, much deeper than a family. And, and then maybe this will help. Maybe this will help. Staying focused was how Jesus was able to endure the cross. Look at this in uh, Hebrews chapter 12. We already, um, we already did this verse here. Um, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people, then you won't become weary and give up. We get upset because somebody commented on our Facebook post and it rubbed us the wrong way. Jesus endured the shame of being nailed to a cross so that we could have eternity with him. Man, I can see past anything because of that. And I thank him for that. If he did this for me and then helped me conquer a life of sin, then I can run every step of my life focused on the purpose of the race that is mine to run because Jesus did that for me. And when we run, listen, here's the deal. Jesus is our example. He's our sole example of looking beyond the pain, looking beyond the suffering, looking beyond the struggles that we have in life and focusing on the final reward, heaven with him. Last week, we, we did uh, believing and trusting, and, and we didn't talk about the eternal reward because I wanted to talk about the benefits of believing and trusting in Jesus that we get right here on this earth and now. But now, we're focused on an eternal reward because that is what helps us deal with all the struggles that we deal with on this earth. And if we can look at Jesus as our example, he dealt with the shame, the hostility of sinful people, nailing him, beating him, Smacking him, punching him, calling him names, putting a crown of thorn on his head. All of that stuff. A man who knew no sin, who did that for us. If he can do that for me, then I can do my best to make sure that I run my race 
that he has set before me well. And when we run with purpose, we are focused on God's Holy Spirit as he leads and directs us through life. And, and as we follow his leading, here it is again, we experience more of the unexplained. More of the miracles that he is up to, not just in our life, but in the lives of those around us. Because along the way, we are planting seeds. That's going to be next week's topic. Where's your investment? The words you say, the things you do, the seeds you plant as you go through life. That somebody comes along and waters. And then Paul ends this teaching here by reiterating the importance of discipline and the fact that, you know what? We can be disqualified. Paul, the apostle Paul, had a fear of being disqualified. He says, I fear. After all this preaching, I fear that I could be disqualified. After all we do for the sake of the kingdom, it only takes one slip up to be disqualified. I read about these things all the time, these pastors that fall from grace. You know, this stuff didn't happen overnight, but they were disqualified from preaching the gospel. Is there forgiveness? Is there grace? Is there mercy? Absolutely. But you're disqualified. You did something that you shouldn't have done. But then look at what Paul writes to Timothy here. Timothy was a young man that Paul took under his wing and, 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 and uh, Paul invested everything he had about the, the, the gospel, the kingdom-minded living in Timothy. And now Timothy, as a young man, is pastoring a church and Paul is coming to the end of his life and he writes this in chapter 4, verse 7. In the end of verse 6, it says, The time of my death is near. I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, and I have remained faithful. Now he knows he's not disqualified. And now the prize awaits me, the crown of righteousness, another crown, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on the day of his return. And the prize is not just for me, but for all who eagerly look forward to his appearing. Paul says, I have run a good race, Timothy. I'm old. I'm coming. My time's coming to an end. I was faithful, disciplined in all his ways he was, fighting the good fight and remaining faithful to the gospel of Jesus. And now the prize awaits him, he says, the crown of righteousness. This is a crown that is, is given to believers who are not captivated by the things of the world, but they strive for righteousness in all that they do. They do their best. They remain faithful. They run the race that was set before them, and they run it well. They live righteously in a world that is spiraling out of control, and they look for the return of Jesus. They eagerly await the appearing of Jesus. And for the here and now, though, striving for righteousness is, again, another one of those components that will usher in the miracles of God in our lives. When you're striving for righteousness, you're looking, you're, you're following God's lead, you're seeing where he's at, you're moving, you're pressing into somebody's life, you're helping them experience the things of God, you're walking your life out naturally, supernatural, and you're making a difference, an eternal difference. 
Because the supernatural world is where our reality exists. If we don't understand this, we're not going to be a part of ushering miracles into other people's lives. Because we're afraid to go there sometimes. But do you ever think what it's going to be like when you're standing face to face with Jesus? Does anybody ever think about that? I think about it a lot. Sometimes I have bad days and I think about it. And I'm like, I, I wish I could just erase this day, God. I, 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 I kind of messed up. Then I think about it and I'm like, oh, I wonder what that hug's going to feel like. I wonder what the well done, good and faithful servant is going to feel like. Because that's what I want. I, I want him to know that I've run this race well. And although there were some hiccups along the way and some things that, you know, you had to correct and realign and change and, you know, you're running your race well. There's always going to be things you're going to have to kind of fix. We should all strive for a well done, good and faithful servant. You're not going to get a well done if you're living like the world and acting like a world, the world. You're going to get a, come on in, you, you made it. <laughs> you made it. Will you receive the crown or the crowns that the Bible speaks of? we got a couple minutes. Here it is. The incorruptible crown, the victor's crown, is a self-controlled, disciplined life. The crown of life, otherwise known as the martyr's crown. Eh. <laughs> eh. That's someone who lived for the gospel unto death, a martyr's crown. The crown of glory, which is a shepherd's crown, a pastoring crown, teaching the word of God, shepherding God's people. The crown of righteousness, you strive for righteousness. You live the best life that you can, and you look for the appearing of Jesus when he returns. You're focused on that. And then there's the crown of rejoicing. That's called a soul winner's crown. That means you lived your life trying to win as many souls as you could for Jesus. We get crowns for this, guys. Like, if you're interested in this, I have, I have a teaching. Email me. I'll send it to you. This stuff fascinates me. We should be living our lives for the prize. Not for the sake of, you know, I got all these crowns, because we're going to throw them back at his feet. But for the sake of the gospel for the sake of the kingdom, for the sake of winning souls over to Jesus so they don't live eternity apart from God. That's what should motivate us, to live a life of purpose and to stay focused. So as we close with today's message, I want to lay a challenge out for you. I want to challenge you in this. What is it that I need to give up so that I can give more, serve more, share more so that I can be the person that God created me to be. So that I can be a part of the process where the supernatural, unexplained events of God's Holy Spirit happen on a regular basis. Amen? Let's pray. Jesus, I thank you so much, God, I thank you, God, for, I thank you for these teachings that we have that, 
that help us to live a life that walks out our purpose. And even though sometimes it's hard to run this race that is set before us, we can do it. If you're saying to yourself, you don't know the struggles I have, I say to you, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. There's nobody that wants to see you run your race well than Jesus. And he's going to give you all the support and help you need because he's going to be right there with you. So God, I just thank you for today. And I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.